what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You're going to side up with David. If you're going to side up with Jesus Christ, you need to side up for the express purpose of making him the king in your heart and life. And you let him call the shots, not you. He becomes king. He becomes Lord in your life. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of First Chronicles? First Chronicles chapter twelve. The book of First Chronicles chapter twelve, we're going to pick it up in verse twenty one today. 1 Chronicles 12, verse 21. And they helped David against the band of rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor, and were captains in the host. For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him, until it was a great host, like the host of God. And these are the numbers of the bands that were ready armed to the war. And came to David to Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. I want to continue in our series today. David's mighty men of war. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that I have to stand before this group of people. Lord, I thank you for every person who has come this way, each one that may be listening by radio today as well, whoever they may be, wherever they may be today. Lord, I do not know the needs of your people, but Lord, you do. Anoint me today, Lord, to speak your word that the people will hear and hear correctly. Anoint them, Lord, to hear and receive of your word that needs will be met, questions will be answered. Lord, that your people will be drawn closer to you. Is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. As I've stated several times in this series of messages, I believe that it was God's will for David to be the first king of Israel. However, he had to be anointed three times before everybody would accept him. When Saul disobeyed God, the Lord dealt with Samuel. Samuel was upset because God had rejected Saul. And the Lord had to get on Samuel. God literally had to get down on him and say, Samuel, why sit you here mourning over Saul? Fill your horn with oil and go to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king from among his sons. And Samuel gets up with his horn of oil 
And he goes to Bethlehem, and as the sons of Jesse come before him, Samuel judges on the outward appearance. As the oldest one comes before him, this young man is stately looking. He, he fits the bill, so to speak. And Samuel thinks, surely this is the one that God has chosen. And God told Samuel, look not on the outward appearance. I look upon the heart. And as little David came before him, he was just a little fella, somewhere around 12 to 14 years of age. Scrawny little runt compared to his brothers. God said, that's the one. Anoint him. And Samuel took that horn of oil and he poured it over David's head. And that oil puddled at his feet. And the Spirit of God came upon him from that day forward. But Saul would reign in Israel for 40 years. And when Saul died, the tribe of Judah almost immediately accepted David and anointed him to be the king over their little tribe, their little group of people. But Abner, who was the captain of Saul's army, he didn't like that. If David becomes the king, I'm going to lose my place and my position. So he goes and anoints Ishbosheth to be the king. That was Saul's son, thinking that if I do this, then I can keep my place in my position. And civil war broke out between the house of David and the house of Saul. A long war, a war that would last for seven and a half years. Here we have brother against brother literally fighting and killing each other when they really should have been coming together and fighting the real enemy. But at the end of that seven and a half year period, all the elders of Israel, they came together and they anointed David to be the king over the whole of all Israel. It had been a long time in coming since David was a little fellow and that promise was given to him by God. And it was some 15 years or more later before that promise was fulfilled. Let me tell you this. There can be quite a distance from the promise to the possession as I look out across this congregation today, I see some who came to the Lord recently. They accepted Christ as their Savior, and God promised them eternity, a place in heaven. But friend, there can be quite a distance from the promise to the possession. 
There's going to be many dangers, toils, and snares along the way. But if you'll keep the faith, God will fulfill His promise to you. God has never failed on a promise. And God will fulfill His promise to you if you'll keep the faith. Faith in Christ and what Christ did for you on the cross. Now, just as it was God's will for David to be the king that particular time, it is God's will now, presently, for the greater son of David to be the king now. And he is the king within the hearts and lives of every one of you who will let him be the king. Oh, but let me tell you something. There's coming a day when Jesus Christ is going to be the king over the entirety of the world. And he will rule this world with a rod of iron. And of his kingdom there will be no end. That's a promise. But it's going to take seven years of great tribulation for that to happen. Well, I got good news for you. You don't have to go through great tribulation. The rapture of the church is going to take place before the seven-year tribulation period begins. The rapture of the church could take place at any moment. With that being said, do you realize that seven years from now, if the rapture were to take place today, it's very possible that Jesus could come back and set up his kingdom to rule in this world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, my Lord is coming back to earth again. I said, my Lord is coming back to earth again. Satan will be bound a thousand years, and I'll have no tempter then. When Jesus comes back, I'm here to tell every one of you sitting here today, every one of you listening by radio, I want demons and devils and hell and everyone else to hear it. I want the Democrats to hear it. I want the socialists to hear it. I want the communists to hear it. Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. And hell can't stop it. Demons can't stop it. Nobody in this world can stop Jesus Christ from coming back. He's going to fulfill His promise. Friend, you're going to see it if you'll keep the faith. Glory to God. I feel that this morning. Now, I want to point out something to you. In those years long ago, right before David became the king over the entirety of Israel, he was king over Judah. Just a small group of people right before he became king over all. Today, right now, Jesus Christ is king over a few but he's going to be king over all just want to point that out to you and the Bible says 
Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen, 1 Corinthians 12, 22. That at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. What am I saying? I'm saying this. Before and after the rapture of the church, there's going to be a great host of people who come to make Jesus Christ the King. And we are seeing some of it take place right now. The Bible said that even those within the ranks of Saul came to David. If you look there in verse Chronicles 12, 16 through 18, these were people who had sided with, with Saul. They were in Saul's army but yet they saw something in David. And they risked their lives to leave Saul's army to come and side up with David. And David went down to meet them in the hold. And he had a question for them. The same question I'm going to ask some of you today. He said, have you come out here peaceably are you coming to help me or have you come to betray me to my enemies now if you've come to help me my soul will be knit to you but if you've come here to join up with me if you've got some kind of agenda in order to betray me over to my enemies god rebuke you there are some within the ranks of Christianity today that have joined up for their own personal gain. They have an agenda. What is that agenda? Well, I don't know. But any other agenda other than making Jesus Christ king, if that fits you today, God rebuke you. There are some people that want to join up with Christianity so they can have some fire insurance. They have no intentions of living right and doing right. They just want a little fire insurance policy. God rebuke you for that. If you're going to side up with David, if you're going to side up with Jesus Christ, you need to side up for the express purpose of making him the king in your heart and life, and you let him call the shots, not you. He becomes king. He becomes Lord in your life. I'm ask you a question. Who's calling the shots? Are you doing what you want to do? Are you letting Jesus Christ tell you what to do? Oh, well, Brother James, how do we know who is who? Brother James, we got a lot of visitors coming here to friendship. How do we know who's who? How do we know who to accept in our congregation and, and who to reject? How do we know? The Bible says, if you'll look there, 
in verse 18, 1 Chronicles 12 and 18, the Bible says that the Spirit came upon Amasai, the chief of the captains, those who truly have the agenda of making Jesus Christ the King in their hearts and lives, the Holy Spirit will not only come upon them, but will come in them. Jesus told the disciples, you have the Spirit on you, but He shall be in you. And those who are truly saved, they're going to have the Spirit of God in them. And here's what the man said. Look on there now in verse 18. He said, Thine are we. Lord, I belong to you. Lord, I belong to you. My family is yours. My car is yours. My bank account, God, it's yours. My house is yours. Everything that I have, God, my children, it belongs to you. Everything I have, Lord, it is yours. Those of you who truly say that within your heart and lives, let me tell you, you're a mighty man or woman of God. You may not look at yourself as such. But let me tell you, the Lord don't look on the outward appearance of things. To some of you sitting in here today, it's all you can do to get up out of that pew and make it to the car and go home. And in the flesh, you're feeble and you're weak and you're not as you used to be. But let me tell you, God looks at your heart and He looks at you as being a mighty man or woman of God. Because you have one agenda, and that is to make Jesus Christ the King. A great host came to David. They came from all over the different tribes. A total of 337,000 people came and sided with David. That don't include all of those that were under the 200 captains of Isaacar. They were not numbered. So here we have an innumerable host of people. Glory to God. Friend, I'm here to tell you, there's an innumerable host of people that are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ both before and after the rapture of the church. They're coming. Glory to God. There's a whole lot of people that are coming home. An innumerable host. Those that came from the tribe of Issachar, if you'll look there at verse 32, the Bible says that they were men that had understanding of the times. A mighty man or woman of God will study this Bible that I hold in my hands. And they're going to have an understanding of the times. They'll be able to read this book and look at what's going on in this world and know that the time is near. It's even at the doors. Verse 33, the tribe of Zebulun. The Bible says that they could keep rank. And they were not of a double heart. Mighty men and women of God 
can keep rank. And they're not of a double heart. What do you mean by that? I mean, they've got one agenda, and that's to make Jesus Christ the king. In other words, their motif is not out here in the world and worldly things, plus the things that are in the church, double-hearted. But you've got one heart, one agenda, to make Jesus Christ the King. They came and they could keep rank. Hmm. You see, some people, they get all bent out of shape when things don't go like they think it ought to go. I'm talking about churches now. Things go on and take place in the church and it ain't going the way you think it ought to go. People get upset and they leave. Why did you leave? If God brought you here and told you to be here, regardless of what goes on, you need to keep rank. If God brought you here and said you need to be here despite what happens, you don't like it. If God brought you here, then here's where you need to stay. You need to keep rank. Some of you go so far as, oh, well, I'm just going to leave the work of God altogether. That ought not to be. God help us today. We need mighty men and women of God that will keep rank and stay where God put you. God help us today. We've got Christians jumping from church to church to church to church to church. Why is that? They don't want to do nothing. Because if they settle down in a church, they'll have to do something. And if I jump from church to church to church and I don't get too committed, then I don't have to do anything. Oh, Lord, let me move on. We need mighty men and women of God that's got a perfect heart. If you look there in verse 38, they came to David with a perfect heart. One agenda to make him king over all of Israel. They were a one heart. If you're looking a good church, and we've got a number of visitors here today, and I know there are many of you listening by radio, a good church is hard to find. If you think Friendship Church is a perfect church, we're not. I'm going to tell you that right now. We're not a perfect church. But I will say this. There are people here who have one agenda, and that is to make Jesus Christ the king within their hearts and life and to lift up Jesus Christ as the king. There it is. And if you're looking a good church, find a church that has one agenda, and that is to make Jesus Christ the king. All right. If you look there in verse 39, it says... That they were with David three days, eating and drinking, and their brethren had prepared for them. God has promised particular things concerning this house, Friendship Church. I heard just the other day that right down the road here, not too far, there's two housing developments going in with... Forty houses on either side of the road. I don't know how true that is. But the fulfillment of what God has promised is near at hand. Believe God. 
believe God. And I want you to look there at verse 39. The Bible says that the brethren prepared for them. This church has been in a state of preparation for years. The facilities that are here, the bus, the gym, the tracks have been laid. Friend, the train is coming. Glory to God. I said the train is coming down the tracks. Glory to God. It is a time of preparation. And then the Bible said, if you look there in verse 40, the people brought bread, meat, meal, cakes of figs, bunches of raisins, wine, oil, oxen, and sheep abundantly. For it was a time of great joy in all of Israel. A time of great joy is coming. When Jesus comes back to rule and reign in this earth, He'll rule and reign for a thousand years, a time of prosperity like the world has never known before in all of its history. Friend, it's right around the corner. I hope and pray that you are a mighty man or woman to God to help make it happen. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.